Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I had this opportunity to be in an orgy. Yeah. And normally I'm like, yeah, I always want to experience mm-hmm. new sexual experiences. And it always sounds fun to me. But in that moment something shifted in me and I was like, oh, this doesn't feel, I'm not fully aligned with this. Well, welcome back to Open Late Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Spandiari, and today I have the return of the Mac, Miss <laughs> Lolo Urbistando. Welcome home, babe. It feels so good to be back. Thank you. You're welcome. We missed you. I missed you. We've, we've been apart. Yeah, it's been wild. Lolo reporting live all over the world. You have been reporting and we've been loving it because this is how we can keep in touch. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, where is she? Okay. But I mean, we still talk like every other day. Yeah. We have naked FaceTime parties. Yeah. And you have my locations too. I do. So you can see where I'm at at all I, times. I really do check on you. <laughs> um. So the last time you were on the show was July, June or July. It was, we recorded in Iceland. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I don't even know, but it's like, what are we even talking about? We're in Iceland. Oh, we talked about how we, yeah, we created a little competition. <sighs> yes. I, I clearly went ham. Um, vacation dick. Icelandic. Vacation. That's Icelandic. what we talked about. Yeah. But here we are, what, seven, eight months later? Yeah. And so much in our lives have changed, but so much in our lives have kind of remained the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your deal? Yeah. Where have you been? You know, really started traveling and I just really haven't came back that much. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit for check-ins. You just took off. Yeah. So wait, living like, that nomad you've been life. been to how many countries? Like seven. Since Burning Man. Yeah, so after Burning Man was Finland, Norway, Greece. Where you shot the Northern Lights. Shot the Northern Lights. Wait a minute. Insane. This was like epic. Epic, epic. Nudes underneath the Northern Lights. Yeah, I know. Nudes nudes in the lights. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. How did I get (laughs) naked in the freezing cold? But that's just the thing about me. You commit to the shot. You You do the same thing. You chase, you have to like chase the Northern Lights. It's not mm-hmm. like they're just like, it's not like, oh, we're going to go to the Grand Canyon and it's just always here. You have to like find them. Okay. You know what? This is like, I think people are going to want to go to your Instagram and just look at what we're talking about. So, you know, maybe pause this episode and go see them mm-hmm. because they're unreal. They're so gorgeous. I was very, very lucky to see them and get naked underneath them. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to take people to get naked underneath the Northern Lights next You're year. You're going to do that mm-hmm. this year. I mean, this year. In October. Yeah, October. Are you Back so to Norway. You're leading a retreat. Yeah. Like a photography-based yeah, like retreat. Find your light underneath the Northern Lights. Mm. Do we have dates? Not yet. Okay. Probably mid-October, though. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, so where else have you been? So Norway, Finland. Greece. Greece. Hawaii. Hawaii. 
Oh, yeah, you did some awesome photo shoots there. Hawaii was amazing. Yeah. That was the kickstart of my trip, actually. And then I went to Mexico mm-hmm. and Aruba. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, because that's five countries. And you just got home from Aruba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feeling all nice, graceful, yeah. blissful. Yeah, because it was like a personal retreat more yeah. than anything. It was a mix of a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. you know, went there with the intention. So the reason why I was in Aruba is because I met a woman when I was on my travels in Finland and she hooked me up with her best friend who lives in Aruba. Mm-hmm. And I went out there to go work at the wellness center doing sound meditations, breath work mm-hmm. and goddess photo shoots. And something that I thought was going to be a lot of work was a work trip, but it also was a three week retreat for myself, yeah. which was so amazing. amazing. It was an amazing, lovely surprise that mm. was so needed. Highly recommend everybody take a solo trip to Aruba. Yeah. And it's it's so cool to see because you've just been like traveling and doing all the things that you love, not only for yourself, but also like as your offerings, which is so beautiful to watch this like new blossom because, you know, you've been doing photography mm-hmm. and massage and ceremony for people with breath work and sound and medicine and everything. And it's like to see you now, not just doing that in LA or like when we would lead a retreat and go to like Sedona or like Tahoe or whatever, but you're like, Hey, I'm in Norway. Like who wants to shoot? And you're like finding people that want to work with you. And then they're connecting you to this other thing. And it's just like, it's beautiful to watch you just put yourself out there and like, just know that the net is going to like come under you when you like throw yourself off the cliff. That is like not something that many people can do and you're doing it so well. Mm, Thank you so much. That means so much to me. Yeah. I've definitely been practicing getting comfortable in the uncertainty And the more comfortable I get in the uncertainty and just owning myself, more opportunities have been coming my way. And I've just been taking one opportunity as it presents itself to me. Yeah. Wait, so you told me earlier, but you're like, I have to tell you this on the podcast. What does your name mean in Aruba? Oh, it means asshole. Lolo or Lauren? Yeah, Lolo. Lolo <laughs> means asshole or bullshit. So, <laughs> on the island. So were yeah. you hearing it a lot? And you were like, wait, that's my name. What's it mean? Or were, were you like introducing yourself as Lolo? And people were like, your name's asshole? I was introducing myself as Lolo by my sweet neighbor who was giving me a foot massage and he gave me a glass of wine mm-hmm. the very first night in Aruba. I got of course, a photo of that. Of course I'm getting a foot massage. And I told him my name and he started cracking up. He's like, Lolo means asshole here. I'm like, great. Okay. What are you, a Lolo? Wow. It's you made yourself right at home. Yeah, I did. It felt right at home the moment I land. The moment mm-hmm. I landed, I just felt it was just calm, peaceful. Everything was quiet. My mind quieted down. My mind was quiet, I mean. And I was just basked in this beautiful energy of Aruba, the beautiful nature and the water, so much exploring. So it was it felt like a feminine energy mm. cleanse for me. Nice way to start the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to know. So there are a lot of things I want to know, obviously. We have so much to catch up on. And I think people listening, they, you know, most of my listeners know who you are. But if you are just tuning in and you don't know who Lauren is, she is 
you know, my other half, my other partner in my world, right? There's Pasha and there's Lauren. And we were in a relationship together with my husband for, I don't know, the better half of two or so years and found this like beautiful transition of like the three of us and finding different seasons and chapters where like you two had more romance and then the three of us did. And then, and then you two and I, or you two, you and I carried on for like almost the third year, maybe more. And like everything was just this natural evolution usually, but we'd have these like amazing check-ins also and assess our relationship. So Lauren's been on the show a couple times and we openly talk about our relationship. You and Pasha came on last year. Last year? Yeah. yeah. Our birthdays. Yeah. For your birthday. Yeah. I fed them cake on the show. <laughs> I think we had champagne too. Oh no. We had tequila. We had tequila. Margaritas. Of course. Because you too. They're, they <laughs> fell in love over tequila. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so if you want to know more about Lolo and our relationship previous to this moment, check out those episodes. But here we are, you're back on the show, and our relationship has changed. Totally. And it's shifted and it's evolved. Um, but it's like also the same. Yeah, it is the same. It's still like we're still two cute little mice. Mice when we see each other, and I'm like, I just want to squeeze you. Yeah. So you are living here at the moment. I am. Which makes me so happy. Finally, my dreams have come true. so fun. I think living at my house. I love it. What do you love about it? Ooh. Well, it's already been my second home. Mm -hmm. And I love that we can have mornings together Mm -hmm. and just be a family together. Like, Mike, I'm cooking eggs. Does anyone want eggs? Or do you want to go on a walk? Do you want to meditate together? Mm-hmm. And so that's nice to be able to do that together as I have been very solo on my travels. Yeah. So I'm definitely taking advantage of all these special little moments. Yeah, being in community again. Yeah. We worked out together this morning. That was bomb. We had our asses kicked. Good booty workout? Yeah, by our trainer. Yeah. Shout out to John Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's nice to have you here. I have to say, like, you know, apparently you have to – move out of a romantic relationship in order to get your partner to move in. Yeah. But this is community living, man. This is polyamory. This, yeah, it's the best. I mean, you get the best of, yeah, it's funny because, yeah. Well, you wanted me to move in during COVID, but I stayed at Shroomville. You stayed at Shroomville. Yeah. Shroomville is the name of where, <laughs> where Lauren slept well, for well, a couple of years. I was living. Yeah, with our, with our other best friends. Yeah. Okay, so... I think we should share, I mean, I, I know that I want to catch people up on the nature of the evolution of our relationship and how we shifted because it was a pretty conscious choice. Like we had a conversation and we were like, this part of our relationship isn't fully alive at the moment. At least that's how it felt for mm-hmm. me, where I liked it being very open-ended, but then I realized that I think it was holding us back. And... Yeah, so I would, I, and I shared a little bit, but I've been waiting to have you on the show to really talk about it. Like I kind of mentioned it here and there. And I want your perspective of that day. Like it was right after Burning Man. Do you want to talk a little bit about Burning Man? Yeah, oh, we that's can. Sparked. We can, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to talk about it? Sure. So at Burning Man, I had this opportunity to be in an orgy. Yeah. And, Normally, I'm like, yeah, I always want to experience mm-hmm. new 
sexual experiences and it always sounds fun to me but in that moment something shifted in me and I was like oh this doesn't feel I'm not fully aligned with this Mm -hmm. because I know that I would like to have a connection with everybody who's involved and I just didn't feel that way and so that was hard for me to tell you I was like I don't know if this is for me anymore Jess remember that and so that was a really big breakthrough moment for me of like owning and stepping into my power and just owning myself of this isn't for me anymore and it's okay I don't need to do this you know it was just a a shift for me and then you want to share about how what you were feeling yeah I wow let me put myself back in that kind of moment so I think for me When I got to Burning Man this year, I was moving in the direction of realizing for many years, I've put so much responsibility on myself and so much energy into, you know, our careers, holding space for other people. I really put my pleasure on the back burner a lot. And you and Pasha have definitely suffered that of me like me just being go 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 mode all the time I mean how many events would I do in a month you know (laughs) between like this podcast and us doing retreats and ceremonies and you know moon circles on the beach women's circles here at the house and you know kind footprint the nonprofit, just like years and years of really keeping myself so busy and putting myself last because I think my subconscious from, you know, the, just the way I was socialized in my early years of like, do, do, do. And I have all these abilities. So like, I must help everybody with them. I can't waste them. And I think most of 2022, working with a pleasure coach, a pleasure witch, our friend Irene, mm. um, who wrote Polyamory Paradox, I really started to centralize my pleasure. And I made these like adjustments, micro adjustments, but I wasn't putting it into practice. I was doing it in other ways, like rollerblading, whatever, taking more time for myself, starting to really like go more inward, make time for meditation. But I wasn't putting into a lot of practice, like sexually and a burning man. I was like, I've got a tall order. (laughs) (laughs) I want like group sex. (laughs) I want to like be at the orgy dome. I just want to be free. And I Mm -hmm. saw it as this like, kind of hard button like as most of us do who are burners you know we've been burners for a long time we see it as like that hard reset and I was like I am going to walk around topless if I want and do the things that I normally wouldn't the things that I would kind of like be too timid to do and so for me I was like this is exactly what I want to do I don't really need to have a big connection like I just want to you know have these sexual experiences and for me that can you know build connection and I want to like experience a lot of pleasure and so it was tough that especially that morning when we had that conversation because I feel like I saw you really uncomfortable and like that's so hard for me to see you in pain because I always want to protect you but I was actually so proud of you for being Mm -hmm. like, this is my truth and I don't want to put myself in a situation that doesn't feel good for me. And, you know, it was like one of the first times where in our relationship, since we've like met and fallen in love and been partners that we realized we wanted different things, you know. And truthfully, I think it had been a couple months since we had like been together Oh, actually, because yeah. we did, the last time that we actually 
I think had sex was our staycation, which was in spring, in April. So it was like April, May, June, July, August. A long time. Mm -hmm. And like we're still intimate. We still like kiss on the mouth and like we'll like sleep in bed together and like cuddle. But that part for us was like not like alive, Mm -hmm. like at the moment. And so, yeah, so I went to, <laughs> I went to the attempted, uh, like, <laughs> makeshift orgy dome, um, <laughs> orgy yurt. And the funny thing is, nothing actually happened. Like, there was, like, actually something happened for, like, a minute, but then it was, like, all over the place. It was way too late. I was too tired. I was also, like, kind of not interested in the whole party either, and... It was just a whole thing. So I actually bowed out of it and didn't end up doing anything. I was having like, I was feeling FOMO at first because I was like, this is the first time I've turned something down. Yeah. But I just knew that in that moment, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, because I like to be more connected with yeah. each person. Not to say I'm never going to do that again, but right. in that moment, it just mm-hmm. wasn't for me. Yeah. So let's talk about... The afterburn, our decompression, Mm -hmm. and about that check-in that we had. Can we just talk for a moment about how traumatic Burning Man was last year (laughs) before we, like, I think that's why I've tried to just skip Uh, it over. It was... I I didn't even post any pictures from the burn, and we have adorable pictures together. I I don't even know if I've talked about it on this show, but, like, I've I've had to, like, talk about it in therapy (laughs) and with my coach as well, and literally do like ceremony and like TRE like trauma release energetics like on my body about Burning Man last year so yeah just gonna leave that there we'll just say we were in the desert for almost three weeks yeah and I always do builds I've done strike before it had been a few years since I had actually done strike but yeah we stayed from start to finish we went in five days early, stayed five days after the burn, and it was it was a hard year for a lot of reasons, but I think we also had a lot of big struggles in our camp, and it left. The, the reason I'm bringing it up is because when we came home from the, you said the afterburn decompression, <laughs> it took us like a full week oh, to yeah. come back to life. Probably at more home. than that, you know. And everyone's like, oh yeah, it does. It always takes like a full week to get over Burning Man, but like physically, we couldn't move. We were napping, I mean, cuddling, napping. That's all we did. We actually opened all of our ceremony mats downstairs because we had a mm-hmm. couple people staying here and moved the table. And so it was like we had a couch, but then we had this like massive bed in our living room and like watched that TV. That was so nice. I love that. Yeah, it was really great. Um, but yes, our decompression talk. So, so we took a walk. We took a walk. No, well, before mm, it was a business thing. Before we were chatting about, we were starting our integration course, mm-hmm. and we were chatting about next steps. Yeah, and then you stopped us. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "Do we? Do you even want to be doing this?" Yeah, you asked me that. Yeah, it was feeling forced. Yeah, so we were building out the psychedelic integration course together because it's, you know, work that we've both been involved in, you know, helping people integrate after ceremony is something I know is like so important to you as a coach. It's, I think it's one of your specialties actually. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to 
put an online video course together and we started to we started to like record content and meditations and different things and it was like pulling teeth as much you. as much as I love to be on camera I love being on camera you I guys know, know that you, why it was so weird I'm like why are you being so weird but it was so forced I felt so not me not yeah. myself pre-recorded <laughs> content for this one like with a script not her it's like having a meltdown I couldn't do it yeah and what yeah, I, I stopped us on our walk and I was like, what, are you excited about this? Like, what part of this do you like? What part don't you? And yeah, I mean, I'll let you share, but you had a big realization. Yeah, during that walk, I admitted that it you didn't You hated fe- the course. Yeah. You didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that it just didn't feel, I think after a while, after you kind of, you admitted to that this just wasn't working and it didn't seem like I was enjoying it. Then I felt comfortable because I didn't want to hurt your feelings or anything. I felt comfortable to say like, yeah, this doesn't really feel aligned. And I remember talking about traveling. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to travel. Yeah. That's something that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, that was the realization I was thinking of. Well, and the yeah. other big realization was you love coaching like live. Like, oh yeah. You're, and, and that was feeling the whole reason I wanted to do an online course, a pre-recorded course is because coaching live was starting to be draining for me. It's what I've done for years. And I haven't done one-on-ones in a long time because I was finding that they were like drawing energy away from me. And I was like, I can't do this anymore because I have so many people. I want to offer something that's like sustainable for me. And so we were like, okay, we don't have to do this together. Mm -hmm. Like, And that kind of led to the conversation of like, are there other things that we're doing together that we're kind of, because we've been doing things together for a long time and we built a business together and a lot of offerings. And so like we bring each other along on all these things that maybe we don't actually want to be doing. Like how conscious are we in the creation of all of this stuff? Yeah, we built so much together and we gave ourselves a platform for each other to both be creative and explore all of our gifts mm-hmm. and we did so amazing we had a great run hey we had a good <laughs> run and then in that moment you started saying to me well babe you can start doing these things on your own and i was like the thought of doing ceremony alone without you i was like no way like mm-hmm. for yin and yang you mm-hmm. know like never our ceremonies are fire they are yeah when but, we're together yes nothing better yeah but i couldn't at first, I couldn't even think of the thought. Mm-hmm. And then I knew I had it in me, though. You've always believed in me. And you've always, like, pushed me to my greatness and, like, supported me. So I knew it was in me. But I just didn't want to think about doing it solo. <laughs> you were already doing them solo. That's the thing. Yeah. But it was, like, we would do everything together. And that was our baseline. And, like, when we got too busy or, like, you know, there was a private. Like, two people don't need both of us there, generally. So it's, like, it was already happening, but the idea of me not doing it at all, I think, was like you felt like the rug a little bit yeah. <laughs> pulled out from under you. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're like breaking like, up. Yeah, yeah, business breakup. But yeah, we but had a business breakup. We did, but it was the best thing. Well, know? and then it, you realized what you really wanted to be doing at this moment in your life, mm-hmm. and which is traveling. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, everything clicked. We had this beautiful creative meeting at your house mm-hmm. and we were just asking your assistants, Robbie and Allie. Who are like amazing important people in our lives. They're more than assistants. We they're were like, like yeah. They're sorry. our homies. Homies, friends. They know us very well. Mm-hmm. And Nicole. <laughs> yes. And we're like, what are what do you think we're good at? 
And so we took each turn, everyone took each turn talking about what they see in us. And that really became very clear for me. And then after that, it was like a fire underneath my ass. I was just like having all these ideas. And then Mm -hmm. I went traveling, something I thought was just going to be a month long trip. I've been traveling (laughs) for the past six months, three months, four months. Kind of. I mean, you've been home here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still, I have travels planned all the way this Mm -hmm. entire year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Which I want to talk more about. Yeah. But I'd love to comment too on that experience because. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know, we don't talk a lot about business on the show, but one of the coolest things I feel like I've ever done is that day where we took this walk, which we also need to talk about the relationship talk that was on that walk as well. Yeah. But it was, we realized also, I think that our business and our personal life, they always kind of, they're very parallel. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, maybe there's other, yeah, there's other, okay, I'll share this part first. There are other parts of our life that we should take a step back from, right? Mm-hmm. Like our romance that I, what I shared with you was it never bothered me that we were very open-ended and we have a lot of dynamics in our relationship. We're best friends. We have a lot of that energy where I think our roles in each other's lives also because we're both women, like there's so much sisterhood. There's so much of that support plus running a company together, which like now I know why people say like, don't start a business with your partner because it, it does take over. And then like our romance fell to the back burner and I'm still very attracted to you. I didn't feel the same about me. Uh, I mean, I saw you doing it today. You were staring at my pussy. Yeah. I was like, my my eyes are up here. (laughs) Um, But in a lot of ways, what felt really fine being open-ended, I realized because we hadn't been like super intimate intimate meaning like sexual because I think we're very intimate Mm -hmm. we hadn't been sexual in months and I started to realize that what was happening for me was I felt like there was this goal that we were never meeting there was this thing that we wanted that we were like falling short of all the time like we weren't measuring up and we would make little jokes like oh yeah like if we ever actually had sex or if we ever actually went on a date and I realized that those that mentality and those comments were just constantly making me feel bad like we weren't doing the thing and I don't know how that landed for you when I shared that with you but we were like okay why don't we actually take sex off the table for now Mm -hmm. and because it wasn't something that either of us felt like we really wanted to like focus on like I felt very good with where we were and I was like if we have this 
then there's that like push and pull. Whereas if we like eliminate it, especially because where I was, was like wanting to get my freak right. on and, I was... and you were like really going inward, wanting more connection, wanting that one-on-one, you know, thinking about the partnership that you want to build in your life. And it was just like really out of alignment mm-hmm. and, um, not in a bad way, out of alignment in a beautiful way. Yeah. And so we realized that on that walk, like, okay, we're going to just take the pressure off of this aspect of our relationship, but everything else is staying the same. And the same thing in our business where we were like, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to host any retreats together anymore. We're going to not fulfill this integration course at the moment. And we're not going to host ceremonies really together after this. We still did some. Yeah, we <laughs> had like a couple last ones. Yeah. Um, but it was like what most people would look at as breakup. We just had this really conscious evolution mm-hmm. in our relationship that then I felt like we got even closer mm-hmm. because like, that's what happens when you really have a relationship like check in yes. and you have what maybe feels like a hard conversation and like having going through what like could be a hard conversation always leads you to be like, Oh, I understand you more. And I know what your needs are mm-hmm. now. And I know where, like where we're going. I was so grateful for that conversation. It's because that's, the, yeah, that's the direction we were going towards. Um, we just hadn't named it. We hadn't, we hadn't talked about it. And it's so important in relationships to check back in with each other about how we're feeling, especially you and I, because we have so much going on together, mm-hmm. you know, and the direction that our lives are going towards. Exactly. I wanted, I want to call in more connection in my life, like that king into my life. I want what you and Pasha have, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the direction I'm heading in is more of that one-on-one connection or just more connection. And also, yeah. And so then I wanted to do more traveling and then also you're traveling mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Just- we've actually both, we had a lot of different travel kind of like plans or I think we had different travel, like inspiration aspiration you wanted to go shoot the northern lights and go back to greece and do retreats in aruba and mexico and pasha and i were planning a trip to southeast asia over the holidays and starting to like slow down and shut down all the other business aspects of my life just gave me so much freedom to be like okay where are we gonna go and i got to take a solo trip Mm -hmm. to thailand Mm. so the dynamic of our relationship. Yeah, I love how you said evolution because it's just constantly, we're just constantly growing and still sharing so much love together, even though we're living separate lives or I'm traveling a lot. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of what I'm doing now is thanks to our relationship 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm taking so much away from our relationship into. Um, my confidence and working with my clients now. Mm-hmm. Traveling has just opened my eyes and my heart up to so much to my brand. Yes, now. that's right. You've really so <laughs> it happened during Norway. Yeah, I just after I shot the Northern Lights, I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I need to take people shooting around the world, creating the brand Lolo or Vasando. 
Ignite your fire. Ignite your fire. Guided experiences to ignite your fire because that's exactly what we're doing in the photo shoots Mm -hmm. that I'm doing. And that's exactly what I'm doing in the sound ceremonies that I hold too. So if people don't know, Lauren, when she shoots, she generally shoots naked women. I mean, that's like been her thing for a long time. It's like one of the first experiences that we had together. Yeah. I hired you to shoot headshots for me and shouldn't be like naked with him. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to use it? these for any business thing. Yeah. She's like, these are for your husband. <laughs> but, you know, we built retreats. Basically, like I felt like I was supplementing what you were creating. They, they became our retreats, but they were really focused around your goddess workshop and photo shoot where you would help women uncover the layers Mm -hmm. and feel really free and like really I think just accepting themselves in front of the camera and that's been like incredible and so now you've shot all over the world you shot other women who are like fully embracing their nudity and your own which is so amazing to see yeah and you're also working with couples a lot Yes. Which this is like a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. Like, but I would love to kind of hear maybe high level how you are taking, because you said you've learned so much from like our relationship and applying that to your photo shoots. Yeah, my, with couples? Mm-hmm. Just the way I can hold space for couples. Mm. I learned, first of all, I learned how to fully accept myself by being with you and Pasha. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to hold space for the wants and needs that you wanted to explore. And same with Pasha. And within that, I learned about compersion, which is the best, mm-hmm. <laughs> being happy for your partners. And so now when I see couples in love, I just, I love seeing it. And I love being able to hold space for them in that way, mm-hmm. capture them, you know, guide them through beautiful connection exercises so yeah. they can experience each other in a way that maybe they never have mm. or just encourages them to spark that internal flame that they yeah. already have. And then, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool to to think about how you, your experience being in a relationship with two other people has made it so that you can really be comfortable around other people while they're being intimate or, mm. you know, whatever that is. and. I have so many questions about this because it's really developed into, I think, like its own thing and like a big part of what you Mm -hmm. offer. And I have so many questions because we haven't seen each other. So I'm going to table that because it needs its own episode. I agree. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Thailand. Yeah. Tell me about that exotic country that you were in um, without your I husband. Love, I love that you always use the word exotic. Oh, yeah. Exotic like, and fully immersed. You came into my house this morning, <laughs> or I picked you up from the airport last night, but fully immersed. It's an immersive experience. I, like, we wake up this morning. We're all up before 7 in this house, just, like, everyone's downstairs, like, making teas and matchas, and she's like, love all the plants. It's so exotic. <laughs> It's probably because I just got back from a freaking island. That grow in LA. So exotic. There's nothing exotic about that. I'm loving how you're making Main House look more exotic with all of the plants. It's like an island. But yes, Thailand was a beautiful solo adventure. But while I was there, I was like, I hope I'm not solo the whole time I'm here. Um, I 
So yes, well, we had a four-ish, five-week trip. And at the very end of the trip, uh, Pasha and his dad went to a couple different places in Thailand, kind of the places that you go if you've never been there before. But I've been to Thailand so many times. I went straight to Kopangan, this beautiful island, and I did a seven-day solo retreat. I mean, I wasn't by myself. I was at a retreat center. And yeah, I met a bloke. Mm-hmm. A cute British boy, and I call him a boy because he was in his late twenties. Mm, um, I know I was I like, oh, this is like kind of young for me, actually. I'm realizing that like I need to probably only date people in their thirties. Well, not really, but late twenties is okay. It's a big age gap, though. Yeah, yeah. It sounds fun. It was fun. Energetic and spicy. Mm-hmm. It was spicy. It was very energetic, actually, because he had studied and practiced a lot of tantra hot yeah so like the first night that we hung out together and there was like an instant connection so everything accelerated I feel like kind of quickly probably also because we're both like how many days are we here for um but yeah I like ran into him by the kind of sauna cold plunge area or the steam and we like started flirting and chatting and then we like hung out like all day in different places like we went to the beach for sunset and then went to the like fire pit at night then like a you know cute little fire at night playing music and then I went back to his room with him and we did Mm. breath work together we like sat back to back and just did like we like did deep breathing exercises what were you experiencing in that (laughs) it was hot I'm I'm energetic kinky like my my erotic blueprint my number one thing is energetic so when I have that with people where it's like building energy before anything happens, that's like ultimate, ultimate for me. Um, so yeah, it was hot. I was getting very turned on. And then, um, yeah. And then he serviced me. I was like, he's like, yeah, where are your, where are your boundaries? It was really great. We had this whole conversation. I was like, I haven't given it much thought, but I'd like to just keep there it. There are no boundaries. Like, no, <laughs> I have boundaries. But I was like, do I want to sleep with him? Like, I couldn't decide. And I was like, I think I just like want to play. And he was like, great, I just want to give. And I was like, okay, great. And he went down on me and made me orgasm. It was great. And that was it. I went, both, I went back to my room by myself. On my solo adventure. And that was that. That's what I love about you is when you want something, you get it. So when you were on this solo adventure, would you say that you were putting out the energy of, I want to meet someone new, I want to play? Yes, 100%. I was journaling about it. Not even I want to. I was like, while I'm in Thailand, I will meet X, Y, and Z. And like, it's going to be hot. And, you know... We're at this, like, retreat center, so obviously they're going to be interested in, like, the things that I am, like, the yoga and the breath work and the whatever. And Pasha's <laughs> always like, please go find a hippie lover because he's, like, not into any yeah. of that. And I also, what I've come to realize, though, is that I also need a little bit of drive in in men, in the masculine. So... Where, like, Pasha's very driven. Pasha's very successful. And that's very attractive to me. It doesn't have anything to do with money. Like, a lot of people will equate success with money. It's not a financial thing. But it's, like, that drive, that hunger. You know, like, that that type of masculine energy where it's, like, very driving force. I'm really attracted to. Mm-hmm. And so, 
a lot of times when you meet someone who's a bit more spiritual, right? And these are just, I'm generalizing, but you don't have that. So this guy, he was just on his beginning of the year cleanse because he has a tech startup and he was like getting ready to like beast the whole year. And he was just like, okay, so I'm here doing this, but like my real world is tech, finance, all these things. And I was like, Perf. What pussy? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was like, this is exactly what I journaled about. And if you're listening and you haven't heard about my magic journal yet, like whatever I write in there comes true. It's always been a thing since I was younger. So yes, to answer your question, I made that happen with my own sex magic. And and how did he feel after you told him? That married? I was in a relationship married, and I'm married. Great question. He was really blown away by it. Um, it was not something that he, I think, thought very highly of or very open-minded about. Or like he wasn't. I can tell because I, I shared it with him when we were at the beach. We like went for a swim in the water around like sunset time. And we just started talking about it. And it came up naturally. It's not like I was like. <laughs> but I could tell we were flirting. So I'm like, I should probably just bring this up right away. Because it's something that I usually do mm-hmm. um, with everyone. Like 99% of the people that I'm going to hook up with are going to know that I'm in an open marriage. The only people that I'm not going to tell are people that I know are in a situation where they really do not mm-hmm. care. And that it's like kind of an agreed upon thing. This is probably going to be like a one time thing like travel you know if I'm in vacation on Iceland and you live in Germany and I'm leaving in the morning yeah like I'm not going to be like oh by the way I'm like you know in this open consensual non-monogamous relationship like we don't need to do all that but for people that I know that I might know I'm going to tell and you know also because they deserve like i fully believe in, you know, informed consent. There's a difference between consent and informed consent. Everyone should have all the information. We talked about this today yeah. while we were oh, yeah, lifting it out. So just question, if I was that hot guy in Germany, how would you tell me? Well, I was saying I wouldn't need to tell the hot guy in okay, Germany because or... it's like a one night thing. But in Thailand, I basically was like, oh no, you know what? I started talking about the podcast, obviously. Mm. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, I have a podcast. What's it about? It's about non-monogamy. What do you mean? Well, I'm I'm in an open marriage and I've had this relationship for nearly a decade. And this is something that I felt like I should talk about from my own personal perspective. And he was like, what? He's like, that doesn't work. So he's actually like came off very limited. And I think it was this like fear-based reaction but as we started to talk, he was asking really good questions and was very curious and, and he softened a lot. And then he shared with me like, you know, how he was like into Tantra and like have, has read a lot of, um, you know, David Dieta's work. Um, and yeah, he opened up a lot and he was like, he's like, I, I think that this actually can work for certain people. I just don't know if it would ever like work for me like if I could be open in my relationship so we had like really good conversations about it over the course of like two or three days and it's so interesting because I think meeting me and just being 
like in my energy and me sharing about my relationship and my husband and just like how very normal and natural this was for me. He was like, in the course of that 72 hours, like totally shifted because he's probably never seen like a healthy dynamic before. I feel like if you're not looking for information about non-monogamy, you're not really going to find it. It's not like it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It feels like it is for me because it's like I follow everybody that creates content about non-monogamy. Um, but the books aren't like, you know, at the bookstore out on the front <laughs> shelf. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd like to share a little bit about some women that I met in Aruba. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. So speaking of calling that energy into your life when you want to manifest something. I happened to meet some beautiful women and we got into a conversation about what it's like to have an orgasm with a woman Mm -hmm. and what it's like to be in an open marriage. They had never been with women before. There was two of them that had never been with women before. And one of them was lesbian. Okay. And one of the girls was like, how do you even have an orgasm? I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. (laughs) First of all, when you're with a woman, you actually get to take your time, especially if you find a woman who loves you and cares about Mm -hmm. you. You get to take your time and talk about what you like and be very specific about where she should go. Like, oh, that felt really good. Go lower, up, down. You don't have to be afraid of what you sound like or, you know, look like because we're two women that want to just nurture and take care of each other. And so it was, it's nice to have that inner dialogue mm-hmm. in between while, you know, getting the orgasm. <laughs> Can I ask you, do you feel like when you're with men, you can't have that communication? I think in the past, it's something I've definitely worked through because in the past, and you've experienced this with me where I didn't want to take up space for myself mm-hmm. and I felt self-conscious because it would take me longer to orgasm. And, um, then I think I felt this pressure of taking up space for myself really, because, you know, we've kind of been taught for a while when I was younger, like get the guy off, get the guy off, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't always having orgasms when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I think like some of that shedding that and letting go and stepping into my power more in the bedroom and telling a man exactly what I want felt scary you know because I felt like there was something wrong with me if I wasn't Mm -hmm. having an orgasm so with you you really helped me you know to use my voice and Mm -hmm. tell you exactly what I wanted so I've been definitely practicing and Pasha yeah (laughs) (laughs) tell them exactly what you want yeah exactly and so but with women I felt it was it felt very real something I was nervous about in the beginning with you to just be with you one-on-one intimately Mm -hmm. felt so comfortable right away. And so I told her it's the most amazing orgasm, especially scissoring, (laughs) (laughs) which I love. (laughs) Um, Were they just blown away? Yeah. And wait, what kind of questions were they asking? um, Well, she was asking about the orgasm, like the female to female orgasm Mm -hmm. and then one of the other girls was sharing stories about the first time she got turned on by a woman Mm. and she was just literally a teenager and she was just like petting her hair like kind of like running her fingers through the hair and she realized she was wet Mm. (laughs) that's when she first realized that she really loved women yeah um and then the other woman I met was interested in opening up her marriage 
And so she was just asking me all kind of questions mm-hmm. about my experience of being a unicorn, dating a married couple. And she was just like, I'm so happy I met you. I've never met anybody like you. Mm. So it was very cool to be put into this situation where I'm so comfortable talking about this. And I, all I want to do is open up people to this beautiful world yeah. as I'm allowing people to feel confident in their body, couples sparking that fire that they yeah. have within. And so it was really nice to be able to open their eyes up to what's possible mm-hmm. and um, talking, just talking about my experience and talking about you. I refer them to your podcast, of course. <laughs> yeah. Got to send people yeah. up and like, I mean, it's, it's becoming like a tutorial. Yeah. I mean, not a tutorial, but I've started to record more episodes about like how to and what happens when. And, you know, for a while I was doing tons of interviews, but now I'm doing a lot more solo episodes and really answering the questions that are coming in from the Instagram and the reviews. People leave questions in the review section and, you know, even the the comments. Um, it's nice because I want to speak directly to people mm-hmm. and like what they want to know from me. I'm really flexible on this platform. I'm going to do things that of course feel good for me, but I want to be in service as much as possible, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love what you're doing. You're giving us all so much valuable, amazing, entertaining, sexy, fun. You're giving information. it too. You oh, are I love giving it. it. Yeah. I love it. Ugh. It's such a good life. I get to take pictures of women naked. And couples naked. Yeah. It's a good life. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was a beautiful catch-up on all things Jessica and Lolo. Um, It's been a while since I've had Lauren on the show, and I'm so grateful she came back. If you want to follow her, you can do that at Lolo underscore Herbistando on Instagram and follow her traveling all around the world and living her life. Uh, please take a moment to subscribe to our show. That way it's always downloaded for you already when you open up your podcast app and follow us on Instagram. We share funny, sometimes educational content and weekly reels on our episodes. Sending you so much love. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary forward by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details